What mood are you in right now? What mood would you like to be in today? I want to help you be in a really good mood today. More importantly, I want us to learn together what is it that sets our moods and how can we walk spiritually, practically, emotionally in such a way that our moods can enable us to bring goodness into the lives of others and enjoy God and the life he gives us. A good mood is not the same thing as spiritual maturity. But spiritual maturity and closeness to God will impact our moods. And actually, I think the challenge of emotional health is uh, more difficult today than ever before. Ironically, living in previous centuries was logistically more difficult, but living in our day is emotionally more difficult. And Dallas Willard writes about this in Renovation of the Heart. We now live within the life form called modernity, ever since the Enlightenment, where revered ritual and personal relations do not smoothly govern life. Because human solidarity in family, neighborhood, school, workplace, church, that sense that we're part of a group together that understands that life is good, that there's transcendent meaning to it, that our community is that into which we are integrated and tells us what to do and how to make contributions has been pulverized. There are few things of equal significance to this fact for serious Christians to understand. In modern condition, feelings will come to exercise almost total mastery over the individual. This is because people in that condition will have to constantly decide what they want to do and feeling will be all they have to go on. Here's a great paradox. We think of ourselves living in the age of reason that faith is opposed to reason and now we've been liberated for just reason. But reason cannot tell you what should you feel like doing. And so you end up being governed by feelings. Here lies the secret, Dallas writes, to understanding contemporary Western life and its peculiar proneness to gross immoralities and addictions. People are overwhelmed with decisions and can only make those decisions on the basis of feelings. And he has a wonderful section in here on Leo Tolstoy, the great Russian writer, who was a wealthy aristocrat. He could gratify any desire that he had, but he came to realize it was meaningless. And he looked at peasants whose lives were miserable in many ways, certainly economically in terms of health. But they had an understanding that life and death and meaning was available to them. And their hours and years did not require them to constantly ask, what do I feel like doing? And they had a better life than he did. Dallas writes about how... Uh, by contrast, in our day, people constantly have or think they have to decide what to do. And they will, uh, they will almost invariably be governed by feelings. They will in general lack any significant degree of self-control. There was a movie many decades ago, one in Oscar. My wife Nancy loved this movie. She used to do readings of it in oral interp. It's called Marty. 
about this very poignant butcher character that was drifting through life, stagnant, afraid to take risks. And the classic line in the screenplay is he would say to his friend Angie, Angie, what do you feel like doing tonight? Angie would say, I don't know, Marty, what do you feel like doing tonight? And uh, they never felt like doing anything. It is one of the very important dimensions of the human condition that often uh, the feeling, the motivation to do something follows action. So that if I go ahead and do something, even though I don't feel like it yet, the feeling will come. But if I wait to do something until I feel like doing it, I will never feel and I will never do. Dallas goes on to write, self-control is the steady capacity to direct yourself to accomplish what you have chosen or decided to do, even though you don't feel like it. Self-control means that with steady hand, uh, you do what you don't want to do or what you want not to do when that's needed. And you do not do what you want to do, what you feel like doing when that is needed. In people without rock-solid character, feeling is a deadly enemy of self-control and will always subvert it. The mongoose of a disciplined will under God and good is the only match for the cobra of feeling. I just have to say that is one of the funniest and most unusual metaphors I have ever read or Dallas or anybody. Mongoose of a disciplined will taken on the cobra of feeling. Three observations here. One is we all want to be people of self-control. I want to have a character that enables me to live with courageous authenticity, not just in a reactive way, as I deal with my anger, other people, fear, communication, what my values are, sexuality, um, how I talk with folks, how I treat people. I want to be a person of self-control. You do too. Second observation, we all want what we want. I want to eat this. I want to drink this. I want to experience this. I want to have this. I want to not have to do that. Third observation, you can't have both. I will never develop iron self-control by just gratifying every impulse that I want to have. So what do I do with this? One thought today, as I walk through today, just today, this is really helpful to me. Don't ask the question, what do I feel like doing? Ask, what is good for me to do? Doesn't have to be perfect. Don't be paralyzed by perfection. And then today, just do what you know to be good. Help somebody. Learn. Read. Have a good conversation with a friend. Disclose yourself. Write something. Um, organize. Clean up the office. Today, do what is good to do. And then Dallas goes on to write about how this speaks to our emotional life. The ideas, images, behaviors of our day foster and sustain moods. Now, we've been talking about feelings. Moods are simply feeling qualities that pervade ourselves. They last longer. Mostly, we'll talk about being in a good mood or a bad mood. If I'm in a down mood, it colors my perceptions. I look at events and they skew negative and make me think about my failures. And I think that the future is going to be dismal. And I look at myself as a loser. And I have an exaggerated tendency to remember my mistakes. And I don't tend to remember the good things that have come my way to be grateful for. Dallas goes on, On the positive side, there are feelings and moods associated with confidence, worthiness of good, being acceptable and belonging, purposefulness, love, hope, joy, and peace, being accepted in the beloved. That's from Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. 
is the humanly indispensable foundation for the reconstruction of all positive feelings, moods, and their underlying conditions. You are accepted in the beloved. So that's where I want to dwell for our last couple of moments together. I ask you to receive this now as a gift of the grace of God that accepts you in the beloved. Richard Foster writes in one of his books about a dad being in a grocery store with a young infant that's just losing it, a little toddler that is just uh, going nuts. You know how it is, uh, guys going through the grocery store one time and, and the kid is just going ballistic and the dad keeps saying, it's okay, Teddy. You can handle this, Teddy. I'm so proud of you, Teddy. You're getting it right, Teddy. And a woman says to him, it's remarkable how patient you are with your son, Teddy. And he says, no, 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 my son is just an arm, Teddy. And we have all been there just uh, on the edge of self-control where the where the cobra of emotion is just about to take over. And then Richard writes this dad, because he doesn't know what else to do, begins to sing a song to his son, a strange song of love and joy and delight. I'm so glad you're my son. I love just who you are. I love the way you look. I love your face and when you smile. I love that I get to be your dad. I love that I get to be with you. It is such an amazing thing that we are both alive together here in this world as daddy and son. And Richard says, as that father began to sing, the boy got quiet and his eyes got real big and his body got real still, hearing a song of love sung over him by his father. And he was that way all the way out through the parking lot till his dad buckled him into his car seat. And the boy looked up at his father and threw his arms up in the sky and said, sing it again, daddy, sing it again. God sings over us. We are accepted in the beloved. So you can walk through this day with a deep sense of belovedness and purposefulness and hope and meaning and joy for you have been accepted in the beloved. Let's live there and do what is good. Guard your heart. Thanks for joining us. There are emails that go along with each episode. And if you'd like to receive those, you can go to becomenew.me slash subscribe. And there you can also sign up to receive daily text alerts. We'll see you next time.